Hey everyone, and welcome to Screams After Midnight. I am Peter, that is Tim. We talk about horror films on this show, and on this episode, on this Octoberthon episode, it's October, um, we were working our way through all three Reanimator films. This is the third and final film. Well, for now, who knows? <laughs> never say never. Uh, but this is Beyond Reanimator, so... We'll start spoiler-free, as we always do. We will warn you in the middle before we get to spoilers. Um, this was a first-time watch for me. Uh, for you, mm-hmm. not so much? Uh, second time. I, I'd seen it uh, before a couple of years cool, ago. Cool. But uh, I, I really didn't remember much other than like kind of the general yeah, plot. Yeah, so Beyond Reanimator is an interesting one because it, it's, it's kind of one of these uh, examples of a sequel that came much later. Because, you know, the first one was 85, second was 89, both in the 80s. I, I was shocked when like I I went up and checked out what mm-hmm. year it came out because I was thinking like oh like the first two seem very set in the eighties and I was like this one feels like a very like very nineties s movie and then when I looked at that I was like holy shit two thousand three yeah. which I mean it's just, I I feel old saying this but that's fifteen years ago now so it's not even that recent but yeah is is obviously much yeah. more recent than the eighties. Uh, and you know, obviously, obviously, Jeffrey Combs is is, is looking a bit older, and he's, he's more middle aged now, and that's you know that's fine. Uh, but it's funny because it's like, oh, yes, this is of a different era. Like, I mean, hell, the the female leading yeah. this. Um, let me just remind myself of her name, Elsa Pateki, I think you say her name. Uh, that, that's Chris Hemsworth wife. <laughs> yeah. Oh really? Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. Um. So you know. <laughs> Feels feels really. Uh, she she. I think more recently she's been in like the Fast and the Furious movies and stuff like that. She's been in the last few of those. I mean, um, uh, I didn't necessarily okay. recognize her. I was just looking at the various cast members, um, mm-hmm. and that stuck out as uh, she has like three kids with. I'm like, what what? <laughs> okay, <laughs> random Hemsworth wife. That's fine. The role of yeah. a lifetime. It was just funny because I think about it. No one knew who Chris, Chris Hemsworth was for another seven years, eight years after this. Uh, excuse you, <laughs> I did. Oh, did you? You in two thousand three? <laughs> you knew who Chris Hemsworth was. All right, sure. I yeah. buy that. Yeah, check out my uh, my old Angel Fire page. <laughs> <laughs> big Hemsworth fan site. See, now you've mentioned Angel Fire, I know what it is. But if you if you try to like get that phrase out of me, I would never have thought of it before. Oh yeah. <laughs> mm. Yeah, you know, I, I think I've, I might have mentioned this before, or or just talked to people about it before. But I kind of miss fan sites. Like, like I don't I don't know if you remember doing this, but in the early days of the internet, like, you know, if I typed in like Spider Man, like there'd be all these Spider Man websites. You can go and it'd just be some guy being like, "Hey, here's my comic collection. I love Spider Man. Here's like character bios <laughs> and stuff." And I, I used to love that shit. But like now, if you do it, all you're gonna get is like, you know new updates about you know oh latest marvel movie or you That's know true. oh hey like i mean i feel know, like it's, it's kind of sucks the the character bio stuff though i mean the, the the wikis have kind of like taken over that and it's much more easier to use and yeah, more, yeah. more comprehensive so i mean I, I, I'm, I'm quite happy with that change oh sure but yeah there's a i don't know it's but everything's like so like uniform and stuff on there i kind of miss like the little personal touch oh, of just I, like I, oh I here's that, yeah. like some dude that just dedicated their life to I don't know Buffy or something. Who who knows? Uh, mm. <laughs> but <laughs> you remember chat rooms? Remember when that was like a thing? Oh yeah, yeah, it was a big thing. You hear the little uh, the little door opens when uh, someone comes in and <laughs> it leaves. That closes. And I'm not talking about instant messages. I'm talking about oh. chat rooms on websites for things. I remember on the Buffy chat room. Yeah. Uh, back in like 2001 yeah. <laughs> or whatever it was. Yeah. <laughs> uh, dear. It'd be interesting if they like you know. 
if someone ever does a movie that's like you know specifically set in like something like you know 1998 and then they kind of you know show people like on those kind of websites and like mm-hmm. have those like authentic like graphics and uh sound effects like that oh, that'd be interesting yeah, so people were obsessed with sound effects on websites back then and we all hate them with a passion <laughs> uh i'm pretty sure we hated them back then as well it's, it's not, it always felt tacky but <laughs> people just did it oh, for sure. whatever reason yeah. but yeah so we yeah. are reanimators much much later and the, the premise is that herbert west uh we see like a flashback at the well, it's a flashback in the context of this movie, but it's actually set right after the last film, and we see him being arrested for all the stuff that happens in Ray the Reanimator, and he spent the last fifteen years, or has it been fourteen years actually between the films? I think at one point he says like ten years in the movie, so I don't think it's meant to be real time exactly, but uh, he spent that time in prison, and the movie's set in the prison, uh, and a kid who's to whose big sister gets eaten by a reanimated corpse from, from one of his experiments because <laughs> they live near the cemetery. Uh, that little kid grows up to be a med student and he wants to do his residency at the, the hospital, the, the doctor's office in the uh, the prison. So he comes because he's obsessed with West and he wants to like try and help him and continue experiments. And One of my favourite little touches about the movie actually is West has clearly had very little contact with any scientific equipment. He's not been allowed to do anything for the past like ten, fifteen years. Mm-hmm. And Howard, the, the 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 doctor, just pulls out his green syringe that he's had on him since you know he picked it up that night, <laughs> and just the little strings of the music, just come out as soon as he sees it. And I was like, okay, right, he's back in back in the game. Uh, and of course apparently no shock life on that uh, serum well he he, he debates that it might have like deteriorated he's like oh well maybe this won't have aged well maybe this (laughs) won't work well but it it works it's fine Uh, I'm surprised it kept kept that bright green glow for the past decade that's that's, that's the most impressive (laughs) thing to me uh, but of course they team up to try and do some experiments you know there's a a dead inmate at one point and of course they reanimate him because that's what happens uh, and we have the mm-hmm. delightful warden and so on. Uh, so, <laughs> and of course we have the reporter, uh, the aforementioned Hemsworth wife, uh, <laughs> which is what I'm going to refer to her. <laughs> uh, her name's Laura, and she's there mm-hmm. uh, doing like a prison profile thing on the warden, and mm-hmm. meets our doctor Howard, and they kind of form a bond, and that's all nice and lovely. Uh, but that's that's the movie. So. Tim, did, do you do you enjoy? Do you yeah. like Beyond Reanimator? Um, I would say I mildly like it. Like, um, there's a lot of stuff that I like about it, and there's ideas in there mm-hmm. that I like. But you can also tell, like, you know, the like it, it's a, it feels like a little cheaper. Some of the actors are not the best, so it, there is yeah. kind of a yeah. Howard's not very good. Like, Honestly, I thought Hemsworth's wife was was pretty terrible although to to be fair to her yeah. there's two things that i think are adding to her her pretty bad performance in this one mm-hmm. is that english is not her first language and i feel like this might have been like one of her first roles speaking in english and two yeah. she's clearly been dubbed the so, entire like it's her voice i think but the, the entire well, thing is dubbed that you can tell it's adr and her mouth doesn't quite match her dialogue uh, all the yeah. time and it's really obvious yeah, so I'm not really sure exactly how this came about, but uh, we might see more of this if we do more um, uh, Yuzna uh, movies from around this mm-hmm. time period. But he had like a weird deal with Spain or something that 
he shot like a couple of movies there. I want to say maybe like early 2000s late 90s you know, or something i'm not surprised uh, to hear you say this because a lot of the prisoners also had accents and i, th- I was starting to think it was a bit weird that so many people in this american prison yeah, had these thick accents <laughs> yeah it, that's a and that's one of the things like it could potentially be charming if you maybe had a reason for it but the fact that they're sticking with like oh no this is still arkham massachusetts like you know, it, it kind of makes it seem like, no, it's not. This is very clearly Europe. Like, even, like, I felt like the police cars and stuff, you know, kind of looked European. Uh, and, yeah, so many people either have accents or are dubbed over that, you know, it, I mean, it, it's not like there's anything wrong with that, but it feels kind of disingenuous to what they're trying to portray, which is, like, this New England, yeah. you know, kind of, uh, like, feel. Yeah. But, um, yeah, it's weird. Like, if we do... Um, uh, Dagon, which uh, is an, uh, you know another movie I'd like to do at some point. I think uh, that was like a similar deal or whatever. Yeah, because with Elsa Hemsworth's wife, I like because she was really distracting. As soon as she started speaking, it felt really off. And when I was looking through the yeah. actors, I, I clicked on her, and when I when I found out it was Hemsworth, I didn't know I didn't recognize her. Um, mm-hmm. I, I was surprised to see she was still like an actor and i was like is she like the not and she's been like fast and the furious movies and stuff it's not like she's like went nowhere and i'm like yeah i don't remember like sticking out in those movies as being bad i, I think it is just it's yeah. the dubbing maybe this was one of the first times she ever had to act mm-hmm. in english i don't know but it, it's really uh jarring of a performance yeah it's yeah it's definitely distracting yeah. uh, and then dr howard is not much better and he doesn't even have the yeah. the, the the english isn't his first language is an excuse he's just bad <laughs> yeah yeah unfortunately he's not very good uh did you uh did you get the reference uh to his name uh howard phillips i don't think i do now so uh well you know reanimator is based on an hp lovecraft yes. story oh hp yeah okay yeah. all right yeah. uh, is that what so hp stands yeah. for okay yep. there you go i learned something today yeah. i learned something um so yeah. i i think it's an okay movie there's definitely things i like about it. some yeah. nice outrageous moments that i appreciate i think the biggest problem with it outside of some of its low budget constraints because i think some of the gore and the the over-the-top effects are actually really good there's a couple of really nice effects there's there's actually one that i was surprised looked as good as it did i expected because once it started happening i was like that should look terrible in this movie, but it actually looks quite good. So yeah. the the well, the practical I, I, makeup effects well, are pretty I, good. Yeah, I, I would actually say the the opening, like the little kids, I thought were kind of atrocious oh, sure, yeah. uh, actors. But when the the corpse uh, starts walking through and it's like missing all its lower mm-hmm. jaw and the tongue's wagging and it's like trying to drink the milk and stuff, I thought that looked yeah, fantastic. And that kind of uh, yeah, and it kind of pumps you up because you're like, oh man, if this looks that good, uh, the rest of the movie. And, yeah, must there's, be there's, and there's a fantastic. lot of good moments. Uh, I can that. That's one of the best. Admittedly, it starts off high, and yeah. uh, but there's a, there's a few really notable effects throughout that are really really good. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I can't fault those. I think the biggest problem, though, overall, is that it's, it feels a little too formulaic in how it's mimicking the first movie. Um, the warden yeah. character, the sleazy guy who who clearly wants to, you know, bang the reporter uh, Emily. Or it's not Laura. Mm-hmm. Sorry, Emily's uh, the big sister. That actress. Yeah. Oh, big sister. Uh, now Laura, like you know, right from the get go, he's making all these sleazy eyes out, and it's just like you know, Doctor What's His Face from the first two movies. Uh, there you Doctor go, Doctor Hill. Hill. It's just like him. Yeah. He's in a position of power. It's instead of the hospital, it's a prison. Um, 
you know west has got a new partner who's kind of naive but he's falling for the girl almost i mean the movie's like so mad at one point it almost points this out where west looks at her and goes yeah don't trust her she's trouble uh, and and they've barely even yeah. met each other that said though to west's credit the first time that uh, howard and laura meet in the in the electrocution chamber he comes in and he's just arriving for the first time at the uh, the prison and he comes in to say hi to the warden and as soon as they see each other they start talking to each other as if they're like giddy school kids where they're like embarrassed and it's like oh you're yeah. pretty oh oh hey yeah. i'll just say hi oh, yeah, yeah. hi <laughs> and they're like what are you, you two yeah. <laughs> and uh, it, it did kind of remind me of um yeah like bride of reanimator uh where at, at least in the first reanimator you know there was an established relationship between um who was who it dean and meg dan uh, and meg like dan sorry yeah, dan and meg like like they had been going out like for a while or yeah at least like knew each other and that kind of thing um uh, but then like this reminded me more of bride where uh yeah he just meets that like a uh, italian student or whatever and they just are instantly like in love yeah um so i mean that that, that was the thing I, I think that's what also a big problem in the movie is that they have like two encounters like romantically like they have like you know the, the, the he drives her home that first day they end up having sex and they have like another you know romantic moment and then it sets up that she's actually investigating west and she's like been reporting on it and she's looking at it and it never never really comes up because the plot just goes in a direction where it notices that it doesn't really matter that much. Uh, but yeah. they have like two encounters, and then when st- stuff starts going down, like the way he cares about her, like it does feel like they're supposed to have been together for years. Like the way he's like in yeah. love with her, and he's like, "Oh no, I need to save her, and I need to, you know rescue her, and, and whatever." Like it's all yeah. it's all very I don't know hard to swallow. I guess is is what I'm yeah. saying. Um, but you know. No, and- yeah, I definitely agree with what you're saying, and it's a little bit of a shame because I think, you know, like the first two movies, they all felt like you know pretty similar. Like they they're just following like these kind of very specific beats, and this one does the same thing um, with some like new stuff added in. But like, I I feel like they could have done so much more with it because I love the idea of like a prison setting, and you know, I I love you know West being in here and. Like in, in general, I kind of I, I like prison stories. I always think they're pretty interesting, and just seeing the way people are able to, um, you know, like make do with uh, so little and stuff. And then you know, having Weston here, and like I, I think that could have been a lot more interesting. But like you said, they kind of just fall into the same beats yeah, um, I mean, as that, they usually do. Which speaking is speaking of a things shame. that felt like they were rushed and there wasn't like a lot of progression on, like. So they set up shop, and he's like, "Oh, I'm going to have uh, you. You're understaffed at the prison. So how about we get this Herbert West inmate to help me as the doctor? Because he's he's got a you know he's he's a he's a he's a doctor himself. He's got degrees, PhDs, whatever. And everyone's like fine with it. And then like West is like, "Okay, you're going to help me with my research. Good. Um, and he actually I like that he mentions that Dan like turned in evidence against him. So you know that Dan's <laughs> living happily ever after somewhere with his yeah. with his Italian girlfriend. I think he says like." Yeah, I think he said like my last partner turned state evidence yeah. against me, which I just yeah, thought for funny. immunity, no doubt. I assume, uh, but yeah. <laughs> so he's like, oh, we need a lab that's like you know away from prying eyes, and there's, there's this like back room next to the the, the, the doctor's office, and he's like, okay, we're gonna set a lab up in here. I'm like, okay, cool, right? They've got a secret lab now. I feel like you never really see them do much in the secret lab beyond the one or two main things. Like there's there's because. Like, I feel like in the second movie, you got this sense that they've been doing things for a while, and it's an ongoing mm. thing. 
here i feel like it's set up and then there's like two scenes in it and then you know that's the third act and then everything's going down i feel like it never actually felt like they were working together for a long time it felt like it was only yeah. just starting before shit went bad which maybe is the point maybe that's the point is that when you mess with yeah. this stuff it just goes down the drain really really quickly but yeah i mean it every, like the whole course of the movie it feels like you know it maybe takes like place over like a couple of days or something mm. like it, yeah it really doesn't feel like you know much as uh it happens yeah. so so yeah so so i think it's, it's funny though because i i feel like I, I was a bit more lukewarm in the second one than you were and i feel like for me this is probably slightly better than the second one uh i, I mean maybe in terms of like maybe plot and like ideas and i think the stuff. big thing for me uh, is the, I, the pacing I, I felt like the second one meandered quite a bit and felt like it was going in circles a, a lot of time sure um whereas this one i at least felt like they set up the characters it was going forward it felt like it was, I don't know, like the the whole like, building a woman in the second one. I mean, obviously the entire concept of this movie is far fetched, all three of them. But that especially, just because Dan was willing to go along with it, felt just super like what? I mean, not to say that I completely understand Howard in this one. I mean, Herbert got his sister killed, and he's like, "Oh, you can bring people back from the dead. I want to help you do this." And then as soon as he sees the results, where yeah. the person's crazy because that's what happened, he's like, "Oh, maybe we shouldn't do this anymore." <laughs> Yeah, I, I thought maybe at first they were going to go with, like, uh, he is trying to get this job at the prison because he wants revenge on West. Like, I, I thought maybe that might have been a more interesting yeah. angle, but uh, instead he just really quickly falls into that assistant role that, you know, we've already seen in the past two movies. Um, uh, honestly, I would probably say I like this about the same as Bride. For but different like, reasons. Like, exactly, yeah. Like, I think there's stuff in each movie that, you know each movie does better or or worse than the other yeah. one like i say the 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 effects for all the the stuff the, at one point in the movie there's a prisoner who's got missing half his body and i thought that looked really because it was like jumping around and attacking and like you know you know like he was sort of leaping at things with his arms and i was like yeah. in a movie that's clearly very low budget in every other way i would expect this to look like garbage but it actually kind of looked impressive yeah. i was like oh that's looks good all yeah. right <laughs> yeah yeah, I was actually surprised. I think really maybe the only detriment is there was like there was a few shoddy CGI stuff here mm. and there, but even that it didn't seem like they relied too heavily. No, you on could it. tell that it was still mainly practical. It was just like here or there they had yeah. to like touch it up with some CG for for whatever. Like I'm sure the guy at the start missing his jaw. I'm, I I have no doubt there was probably some CG involved with that just to like make it look like there was less oh, space sure. or more space than there yeah. actually was or whatever. But no, so. It's that, but obviously the problems are the characters are definitely one-dimensional and acting is pretty ropey from a lot of people. Mm. Uh, obviously, Combs is great though. Combs is just back to being himself, like this. Yeah, I think I you know, mentioned like in the last one too. Like no matter how like you could turn out like the shittiest reanimator movie, as long as you still have Combs doing West, like there's always going to be at least that little bit of bright spot, you know, in it. Like every time you know you see him uh and it's still like you know you just get like this nice feeling of you like oh man i, I just i love seeing this it, character and, and it helps that it's got a great main theme like, like i was saying earlier when he first gets the syringe and it kicks us like dun dun 
Dun, oh dun, yeah. Dun, 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 dun. Like, and, that that main theme is like so iconic. I mean, iconic's maybe not the right word because I feel like it's not iconic because like most average Joe won't know what it is. But for people who like reanimator and like horror movies, it's such a memorable main theme. Oh yeah, definitely. Yeah, and and I was a little bummed because uh, yeah, it doesn't play during the title sequence. Yeah, you, uh, you, you hear the, the start of it. Like it starts with the same bit and then it goes into a new theme. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, yeah, they kind of make up for yeah. it later. But so. no, I, I like that use. It, it builds him up yeah. as this legend, like you know, it's like, oh, he's got his tools back, so shit's about to go down. And yeah. it, it does feel <laughs> wacky and ridiculous, like it should. You know, there's some over the top sequences. Yeah. Um, and I appreciate the the new twist that they add into the reanimating things, which we'll get to in spoilers. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, so here's one thing as well that we pointed out a lot in the first two movies, and I feel like especially here, here probably more than ever. Is that the, the, it's it's weird that that West is never like villainized at all in this movie. Oh like, sure, yeah. And he's never like a good hero character either. He is like so neutral. Like on D and D alignment, he is chaotic neutral. Hmm. That that that's what he is. Yeah. <laughs> well, the you know what I I find interesting for a horror movie is. You know, most of the time when you're dealing with a franchise, it's built around a monster. But in this case, it's built around a man that makes the monsters. But he's also like, usually ends yeah. up fighting the. But monsters he's not a hero, <laughs> not by a long <laughs> shot. Yeah, because no, uh, yeah. he he clearly doesn't care about human life. He constantly makes up excuses about wanting to do these extreme experiments. But the villain is definitely yeah. the warden, the, the the sleazy warden who. You know, oh yeah. Like he is definitely <laughs> the bad guy in this. Just like in the first movie, it was Doctor Hill, but. It's that it it puts us in this really weird place, which you know, I mean, I I appreciate it in the sense that it's unique. Like it's like, well, okay, well, I mean, yeah. you know, I can't think of any other movies that get away with this, so yeah. why not? Yeah, no, I I think yeah, it's definitely like unique among uh, horror franchises, and it's yeah. cool. Um, I, I think where it maybe falters a little bit though was in the third act where because there's no one that I'm truly rooting for because I care about them surviving, I'm not like as invested mm-hmm. in what's going on. Um yeah and it, it's also like uh again like a, a prison is such a big ecosystem mm-hmm. uh, and then i feel like you know once the uh you know in in the third act and when things start going off the rails and we're kind of seeing lots of different little you know uh scenes with different characters and stuff but i feel like we haven't had a ton of build-up like you know, we have little scenes with characters here and there, but I feel like we don't really know them nah, a ton. there's like the one prisoner then, we get like... to know a lot, and then there's like two sort of minor ones. Um, yeah. Honestly, though, my favorite prisoner is the guy who's addicted to drugs, and it's not just that he's addicted to a specific yeah. drug, <laughs> he just wants anything. Like, yeah, he, he comes drugs, to the, yeah. the, the, the doctor's office just asking for, you know, hey, last time I felt this way, they gave me some of this. Yeah. You got any of that? Can I have some of that? And then later yeah. on, he's just eating pills like candy. He's just going. And then of course he finds the uh, the reanimator serum, and he's like, "Oh, that's just like good stuff." Uh, <laughs> yeah, the the pay like I, I thought that was like a little cheesy at first, but then the payoff with yeah, it's the payoff pretty great. Quite good. So, uh, but yeah, so I'll give the spoiler warning. Full spoilers from this point on for Beyond Reanimator. So yeah, like I said, the the the, the addict guy when he finds the green serum, he actually injects it to him, and it was actually interesting because I was like. Yeah, what does this do to a, a person who's already alive? Like, what what does it do to someone who's who's living? Um, and and I I I don't know if we mentioned it before, but I think uh, one of the original ideas in the like first mm-hmm. movie that they ended up scrapping was uh, that I think they were gonna say that 
uh, West was slightly addicted to the serum and he was giving himself like little tiny okay. doses. But uh, so I, I I forget where I heard that. Uh, but I I think that was like an idea early on that they ended up. Scrapping. Yeah, and clearly that doesn't uh, that doesn't count anymore because this guy ends up popping yeah. his own eyeballs out uh, <laughs> with, with the serum. So, but it was it was an interesting thing because yeah. I was like, oh yeah, we've never really asked this question before in the, in the series. Like, what what happens to a living person who takes this? Um, Joe, Joe, yeah. I thought was interested about this one is because they kind of play with the idea that what if this is the one where it works like they actually it actually perfects it and it, someone oh. comes back and i thought they were going that route with with laura who of course ends up dying about halfway through and yeah. they bring her back and it was funny because i was surprised she died and i went wait a minute of course she's dying because we need people to die to bring them back <laughs> that's yeah. what reanimator is <laughs> duh yeah. but and it kind of works to a point but it's obviously not without its mm. kinks like she's she's she, she she has moments where she gets to talk to them when she's back which is different yeah. than you well, I mean, obviously, Hill talked in the first one, but talked in the sense where she felt like herself for a while before bad stuff yeah. started kicking in and, and whatnot. She's not like a raving yeah. lunatic. Um, and then the idea, of course, that he's mixing so, DNA between different animals because it might help with the the stabilization once they come back. So we get the warden becomes yeah. like half rat. <laughs> yeah, like I I forget exactly what the scientific reasoning for this was, but kind of the 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 wrinkle they add to the reanimation process now is that he thinks basically like if you inject is it basically just dna I think it was or, or something from plasma. these other people uh plasma is a neutral okay. energy and as long as you it doesn't you know it doesn't matter what species it's from i mean i'm sure it's all bullshit what he said but that, that was the, yeah. the gist of it so you get yeah so you get the uh you know some rat dna into the the warden which uh you know what did a, i thought did a pretty good job at being like rat like yeah it was just, just it was basically the... just the front two teeth were a bit bigger and he yeah. was still kind of acting like himself because the warden's whole thing is that he's this awful character that the prisons are all scared of because mm-hmm. the first guy who gets reanimated and he obviously goes mad and he's raving lunatic he calms down whenever the warden's in the room because he's scared of the warden like he remembers the fear of the warden yeah and that's an interesting idea um now and and i like the idea once like he discovers like the reanimation stuff like you know in the first movie you basically have dr hill who who just wants it because he's a scientist and he wants to claim the discovery or whatever i like the idea that this warden is so obsessed with punishing the wicked that he, he actually thinks like death is too quick and easy a punishment for them so he likes the idea of being able to bring them back and constantly torturing them like that i think is like a great idea but <laughs> Yeah, it's kind of glossed over like pretty quickly. It's great. Tim wants this and implemented in prisons everywhere. Well, not not a real life idea. I don't. I mean, it's an idea for this evil character. Yeah. And he is evil because he's the. I mean, he's the one who kills Laura because, uh, like yeah. she comes back and she wants to tour. She's trying to like figure out more stuff about West. Mm-hmm. She wants to meet the guy who's been reanimated, and when he catches her, he tries to blackmail her, blackmail her into a sexual. Blackmail. <laughs> you know, he, he tries to sexually assault her. He uses technology to, uh, yeah. ironically, he tries to sexually assault her via blackmail, and she tries to fight back, and then he hits her with a cane and stuff, and you know, death then comes. And yeah, don't worry, his penis does get bitten off. It later does. In the movie. Later on, when she's like, <laughs> re- uh, like reanimated, and she's, and this is the thing, they put part of his DNA in her, so sometimes you hear a bit of his voice coming through her, and sometimes she'll go a little bit, yeah. you know evil uh but she actually intentionally goes to give him a blowjob later on and bites off his dick i will say i thought that the bitten off dick looked a bit on the cheap fake side 
Yeah, which is weird because it's like, aren't there like super realistic dild- like looking dildos? Like, couldn't you just yeah. buy well, that was one the thing. of those? It just looked like a dildo <laughs> where they put some like blood at the, you know, the, the cut base on yeah. it, if you will. Uh, and I'm like, this looks really fake, guys. And it's yeah, it's funny that the rats coming to get it, but right. <laughs> still. Yeah, and and of course it's you know part of it, as we've seen before, like reanimated body parts can kind of act independently of their own. So <laughs> you get like some. I actually would have liked more of like the adventures of rat and penis. Like that could have been a fun little like spinoff mm-hmm, or something. Mm-hmm. Um, so so <laughs> oh, don't act like you didn't. So of course Howard wants to bring her back, and Herbert's oh yeah, she's fresh. Let's do it. And you and they 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 they, they, yeah. they do it, and he and she she is fine a little bit at first, then she's freaking out, and eventually by the end of the movie, mm. like she's aware of what she is and she wants to die. She's like begging Howard to kill her. Uh, so we get this scene at the end where the, when the cops finally come in because there's a prison riot, of course, when everything goes down, there's a big riot mm. at the end. Uh, he mm. uh, he's just like sitting there holding her, her decapitated head, uh, mm. which. You know, obviously, he's really over the top. So this is the great thing about the movie is that uh, Herbert West gets out of the prison at the end mm-hmm. and walks off into the night. He's yeah. free. <laughs> cl- clearly leaving it open for a sequel if they want to do one at some point. Yeah. Uh, well, well, that's how I, I felt at the end of this is, like, I, I, I like this, but it doesn't feel like this should be the, you know, like, farewell song. Like, I, I feel like I just need one more, like, you know, uh, Herbert West, Jeffrey Combs reanimator movie. Like it, it, and especially now, I feel like, man, the time's right. Like, gotta do it before he's like too old. Like, let's just get one last one in there. I feel like the Mad Scientist role is one that uh, lends itself to being an older actor, though. Like, I, I feel like if anything, he'll grow oh, yeah, into it yeah. even more <laughs> if he's in like, his sixties. Oh yeah, for sure. which I don't think he's, yeah. he's quite that old yet, but um, maybe he is. No, I mean, let's he, check his he, age. What, he, what's Jeffrey well, Combs' age? Fifty-four. He was born. So he, uh, oh, he is in the sixties. He's 60, 64, yeah. Give a take, yeah. Yeah. So like, like he looked a little older in this movie, but not too much. And uh, yeah, I bet he could, yeah, definitely still, you know, uh, leave yeah, the movie he, he, or something. Been but forty nine in this one. Yeah. So yeah, man, I, I just like to see like one more, one last, you know, the movie with him. But um, yeah, it, it is like a great ending though. Yeah, him basically taking a. Yeah, Howard's credentials and you know getting out of there. there. It's How about pretty... an animated series called Reanimated? Oh, I would definitely watch that. I'm always I'm always down for more uh, animated horror. I feel like you know we don't have enough uh, you know cartoon horror. I think that would be yeah. cool. Uh, so so yeah, you got your villain. He gets his comeuppance. Uh, but all the good characters end up being miserable as well. Basically, anyone ever like gets yeah. involved with Herbert West, everything just goes to shit for them. The entire prison's having a riot. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the guy who loves his rat and calls him Ratty uh, and is, is going Ratty. to kill West because he th- he thinks that he's done something to his rat. He did, something. but he reanimates the rat fairly successfully. Although it's a rat, so I mean you can't tell it's a bit more vicious. And because he has this whole like you know showdown in the the prison yard. But he just hands him his rat back, yeah. and he's like, "Ratty, give daddy a kiss," and then this is the end of yeah. it. Ugh. Ugh. You, you know me; I, I hate rats, and I was like disgusted by this. Um, Jesus! But I mean, this was like the stuff I wanted to see more of, because uh, again, like you know, prisons are such like a like unique, and you know, even without you know adding <laughs> reanimated dead bodies, it's still like a you know horrific yeah. and scary environment. So like, I wanted to see more of this stuff of like 
you know, most people like are associated with gangs or something in prison, but like Herbert West seems like he's kind of like, you know, just like this lone, you know, agent in there. So it'd be interesting to see him running afoul of, you know, like this group or something. And then how would he deal with, you know, getting out of that? Like that was stuff yeah, I, I kind of wish guy was the one we knew the most. Uh, the guy who got reanimated, of course, is sort of around, you know, the first guy. Mm-hmm. And then you've got the, the pill guy. And then there's a couple of other like randomers we see here or there that, you know, eventually die. The warden, yeah. like, you know, beats them to death. Yeah. <laughs> once he's once he's been ratified, uh, before the end of the movie, yeah. uh, and then yeah, there's chaos that's going on, and 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 so on. It, it like I do think the third act's a little bit uh, messy, and that there's just so much going on that there's not like a good through line. I think during the last half hour, yeah. but I mean that's not like a super big okay. complaint, um, in the grand scheme of things. Yeah. Yeah, no, I I agree. Yeah, ultimately, like, you know, it's it's enjoyable, but I feel like, yeah, maybe there's some missed opportunities. They definitely could have done more with it. Yeah, so some better characters. Um, mm-hmm. yeah, just a, t- a tighter script. But that said, I like the script for this one more than I like the script for the last one. I I think, I, you know, I, yeah, I I think I would I would agree with that. Like the like the second one, I I don't mind, but. I mean, yeah, like you said, it's really just going over the same beats and stuff. And this is again going through the same beats, but at least it feels different because it has like a you know a different setting. And, it's a different setting, but know, it actually feels like it's going over the same beats, at least in a sort of more faithful like. Oh, that's the the, the point of this one's oh, meant sure. to be a homage to the original, whereas the second one it feels like mm-hmm. we're doing the, the the you know the bride of Frankenstein because it's the th- obvious thing to do, but they're kind of doing it but just sho- shoehorn it into the same formula. I, I don't know. That was a bit messier, whereas this one it feels like. It feels like a, a, a you know a paler imitation of the first one, but it feels like a solid enough like attempt of like making a sequel to it and being like, hey, you liked this thing twenty years ago? Here's here's a an yeah. updated version of it. Um, but yeah, mm-hmm. so you know, it's funny that it took me so long to watch the sequels to this. Uh, I mean, even the first one I didn't see until mm-hmm. probably you know my late teens. You know, I but yeah, I think it's a. Um... Like, like overall the series uh, I like a, a lot but it, it definitely does feel like you know it goes a little bit under the the radar when you're talking about like franchises and, and stuff like it's maybe a little bit more for the horror kind of yeah I, I feel like it's one where it's definitely a franchise where you think oh the first one's like a really good movie and then the sequels exist mm-hmm. and they're not bad sequels they're not the worst sequels ever but it, it's it's no. not like in like Friday yeah. the 13th status where it's like oh there's all these sequels and there's a bunch of them that are better mm-hmm. than the first one or or even like I mean Halloween obviously is easily the best of the Halloween franchise and is like you don't need it any more than yeah. the first Halloween. But there are sequels that are good that people like a lot. Uh, and and these I mean, sequels I, aren't even that bad. It's not even like you know if you compare it to like I don't know Children of the Corn or like, compare it to you know the, anything that has the, just really shit sequels that are not worth watching. To like to me it feels. Um, maybe somewhat like a phantasm ish where you have a really good first movie and then uh, I think you know the, the phantasm too I, I like more than yeah bride to uh, yeah bride a reanimator but um it, it does kind of remind me of that where you know it, it's a smaller franchise uh and it has sequels that uh maybe don't live up to the first one but they're still watchable like you know I don't think it you know it's never like I, I, I think Phantasm 2 and 3 are a lot better than Reanimator 2 and 3. 
Mm, I don't know if I, I I'd I'd say they're better. I don't know if I'd two, say two a especially lot I think it's a lot better. Um, two yeah two two is a lot better. But I think once you're starting to get into like Phantasm like three and four, I, I think those are about like the same quality level at least to me. Yeah, I mean obviously we're going to compare Phantasm five to any of these reanimator movies. <laughs> what well, once reanimator gets a yeah. fourth movie, we can compare it to Phantasm four and see how it shapes up. But it, it's definitely go. a franchise to me yeah. where most people will see the first one and then. Only yeah. the, the hardcore horror people will check out two and three, mm-hmm. um, and they're not bad movies mm-hmm. to check out. They're, they're kind of fun little sequels, but um, ultimately they're, yeah, they're yeah, kind of forgettable compared to the first one. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, they're they're ones I, you know, uh, one of the reasons why, you know, I wanted to do these movies, or you know, we both wanted to do them, you know, not just because of you know Octoberthon, and you know we like to kind of bang out a uh, you know a smaller mm-hmm. franchise during it but um yeah i just bought all of these on blu-ray um you know and uh, cuz especially beyond i think was just released on blu-ray for the first time and um yeah i think it's a nice little collection and these are definitely ones that i'll you know be watching again uh, at some point you know not right away but you know it's a you know you can easily marathon them or you know um throw on every yeah. now and again like especially like with the like stuff like with you know the second one i i feel like especially like you know you can put it on while you maybe you're doing something else and then you don't have to pay too close attention but then once it does get into like the crazy final act like you know there's some fun stuff to you know kind of grab you with and you know same thing with this you know you can kind of pop in and out and watch some fun scenes don't, don't pay attention <laughs> the whole time is the best experience with this movie my recommendation <laughs> if it's a I'm I'm saying if it's a rewatch, obviously the first time you want to pay close attention, but then it's a fun movie you can put on from time to okay. time. And okay, yeah, I mean it's definitely a franchise <laughs> where obviously it's a very dark humor as opposed to straight up horror, but um, yeah. and that's something that's true throughout the whole thing. I mean, it never loses its tone. I'll give it that. It, it keeps its tone consistent yeah. throughout. So mm-hmm. that's good. Uh, so yeah, that, this was the the shorter franchise we did all three movies of, and and mm-hmm. this October thon. I actually. Mm-hmm. This this kind of changed last minute. There was another short franchise I wanted to do, which I will will definitely be doing next year. There's a trilogy. Well, technically, there's more than three of them now, but still, it's happening next 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 October thon. I'm not gonna tell you what it is, but it's coming. I don't even know if I remember what this was. <laughs> I'll tell you afterwards, Tim. You'll be you'll, you'll be fine. You'll okay. Know. Now, um, it, it was um actually just funny uh that I earlier in the week I'd happened to be listening to some podcasts at work and I uh, started listening to this um, podcast called Shockwaves, which is a, like a horror movie uh, review and interview show. And so I was catching up on old episodes. I just happened to listen to one with uh, Brian Usna, which uh, I thought was pretty interesting. Mm. Um, so I got some good tidbits. Um, so one of the most interesting things uh, I thought of, and I don't know if you already knew this or saw it somewhere else, but uh, did you know originally who they were looking to cast as West kind of before, you know, like they nailed down Combs. I don't know. Uh, and this is, you know, I think it definitely wouldn't have been the same as Combs. Like Combs is just so perfect. But when they mentioned this, I you know, kind of started thinking about it. I was like, okay, like I can see him delivering these lines. But uh, Miguel Ferreira was actually like in oh, line okay. to <laughs> be Herbert West. Like it, it definitely would have been different, but like, you know, I feel like he kind of has that same kind of like acidic. Oh yeah, know, that I know, but I I'm smarter delivery. than you. Yeah, he's he's got that yeah. tone. Yeah. 
yeah, I was like, you know, it's hard to not imagine Combs, but thinking about, uh, you know, Miguel uh, Ferreira, uh, RIP, you know, miss him, but a uh, great actor. But, you know, I was thinking about it, I was like, okay, like, I can see him doing that. That'd be interesting. Yeah, no, I mean, like, I can see it. Um, that's, that's interesting. But we should rate the movie, Tim. We should rate, rate, rate Beyond Reanimator okay. out of 10. So, what are you giving it? Uh, and, and, again, I, yeah, I can't go super high, but uh, I, I think I'm going to give it. A let's go five point five. Uh, you know, I yeah, the, there was a lot of like, but this you know, there's just kind of like you know some cheapness and some problems, and you know, and, and at this point, you know, the third movie, and we're kind of still going over the same beats. It's a little uh, unfortunate, but there is a lot to like about it. And, yeah, I, I wish it was a little better, but. Yeah, that's what I gotta go with. Yeah, I mean, I gave the last one a five point five. That this one, mm-hmm. I like it a little bit more. So I think by default, I got, I'm going with a six, <laughs> just by logic. Yeah, uh, dictating that. I think we kind of flip yeah. flopped on like, yeah. I feel like I was like that with Bride, and yeah, you're like yeah, that. Yeah. So yeah, I guess, I guess no. in terms of quality I mean, between the two of them, they're, they're they're relatively close, just for different reasons. But yeah, exactly. And then, since it is the end, I mean, it's only three movies. I guess people can probably kind of predict what we would do. But should we rank the? Well, you know, the I mean, series? I said I like Beyond a little bit better. You seem to like Braid a little bit better. So clearly, we're both going to say Reanimator number one. Yeah. And then I'll say yeah. Beyond, then Braid. Then... You'll say Braid, then Beyond. <laughs> <sighs> yeah, I guess. But it's like, <laughs> I mean, honestly, it's like. Uh, reanimated number one no doubt and then I feel like two and three of them like if I could do it if you're doing a ranking and you could tie <laughs> like movies they would probably be a tie for me if you know I absolutely can't do that then I, I guess two and three but uh, it, it's hard depending on my mood in the day though like they can kind of easily flip flop yeah. yeah before lunch bright after lunch beyond uh, yeah exactly if, if I'm kind of <laughs> full you know if, maybe if I'm sleepy it could affect it but yeah, so that that is Beyond Reanimator. That is us wrapping up the Reanimator trilogy, um, and who knows, maybe mm-hmm. we'll get another one someday. But that is that is it for now. So maybe we'll have to review the uh, you know Ash versus Reanimator comic book <laughs> series at some point. Um, Reanimator reanimated. I don't know. I'm, I'm thinking of names for this fourth movie that comes like another fifteen years later. <laughs> uh, but no, that is that is that is the episode. So uh, let us know what you think of the Reanimator franchise and beyond Reanimator specifically in the comments. Mm-hmm. If you want to support the show, this is October Thon, and of course there was a bunch of votes for this month for for the Patreon picks. But every month you do get to vote on Patreon.com/slash/MailFuzzTV for one of the movies we do if you're a patron. So you know if you want to support us. Head over there, have a look at what's on offer, um, and just get a warm fuzzy. You can just support us for a dollar, though. You don't, you don't get as much, of course, but even that is fantastic. And if you can't do that, don't feel too bad. Watch the ads on YouTube, let them play, turn your ad block off, like, subscribe, rate us on iTunes, all the all the usual things. All that stuff does help and support us, and we appreciate it loads. Uh, but that is that is us. Guys, on Twitter, at ScreamsMidnight. In fact, hold on a second here. Hold on a second. I've, I've, I've forgotten I'd no. set this up, Timmy. Hold on. <laughs> Hold oh, on. Okay. Uh, there we go. I'm just going to have them fade into the screen, which is mm-hmm. you know not even useful for for mm-hmm. people listening to the audio version, but for the video folk, there's mm-hmm. some handy information at the bottom of the screen. So look at that <laughs> fancy. Wow. Like a Mr. Uh, Colin Trevorrow over here. <laughs> Why Colin Trevorrow? 
That's the first director I could think of. That's so weird, Tim. That's such a weird one to go to first. <laughs> oh, like you could name another director? Quentin Tarantino. Uh, never. Steven Spielberg, Christopher Nolan, <laughs> Alfred Hitchcock, Akira Kurosawa. You're just naming patrons. <laughs> oh, yeah, sure. Alfred Hitchcock's no. one of our patrons. Yeah, sure. Sure. From Beyond the Grave. The estate of Alfred uh, Hitchcock is a big supporter. Mm. Mm. Even though we've done, like, what? One of his movies? Have we done any of his movies? I don't know. I mean, a lot of his movies wouldn't be on screens because as much as they, they, they veer into, you know, horror territory occasionally, I think Psycho's the only one... And The Birds. Psycho and The Birds are the only two that I'd say were mm-hmm. screams after midnight mm-hmm. material. Yes. Psycho versus Birds. Great movie. <laughs> I'd watch it. <laughs> <laughs> he just yeah Norman Bates just like looks at a little hole through the wall and he just sees a bunch of birds no it's just that scene from Burden he's got a coat hanger and he's trying to hit the birds <laughs> oh. <laughs> uh, oh that'd be great I definitely want to see yep, this movie yep. now <laughs> uh, but that is us folks thank you very much for watching our listening we always appreciate it keep watching scary movies and we'll see you next time